ねねねねねねねねねねねねねねねねねねね Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see this a town of Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> oh my. I'm so sorry. We shouldn't have done it. We shouldn't have. Not when you're ill. No, me especially. Oh no. <laughs> Ladies and gents, it's going to be one of those episodes. Okay? <laughs> I'm driving, Carrie Ann will be taking a nap in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we are the who when you call who's there. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week, the listeners chose the 1993 Halloween stop animation classic. Classic. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm, it's a perfect November movie, don't you think? Yeah. It's right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. Whether you whether you watch this movie at Halloween or Christmas or both, this is a perfect time to, to get into it. Is this our first Tim Burton project? I believe it is. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? Do you think it took, it took us this long to get to Tim Burton? <laughs> He's the one who's haunting the purgatory of our minds. I mean, most of his stuff is either seasonal or it has Johnny Depp in it. So that's probably why it's taken us so long. And you know what's funny? What? Tim Burton doesn't direct. I know! He only produces. Before we get started, in case you can't already tell, I screamed my head off at a drag show over the weekend. Yeah. And now I sound like this. But it's understandable, so I think, listeners, you will be able to forgive Miss Carrie Ann over here. I mean, when Mary Fagdalen is slaying a stage, you don't stay quiet. I blew all my cash on Mary Fagdalen, and I'm happy that I did it. I know, right? I just... I mean, either you tip her or you're going to drink it, one or the other. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Kick N Stream on the Twitter. Does that kick the map in the stream? It is not. It is Kick N Stream. Gotcha. K I C K N S T R E A M. Copy that. Copy that. Come and leave us some comments. Come and leave us some reviews on the Apple Podcast. We need it. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> And guys, we're already starting to come up with ideas for 2020. 2020 is going to be my year. Right? It's going to be your year. It's going to be our year. It's going to be our year, guys. So there's never been a better time to head over to Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Mm -hmm. I I imagine you don't care for my voice at the moment. Mm. (laughs) But I'll be better the week after next. Absolutely. Welcome to an extraordinary world filled with magic and wonder. Open your mind and let yourself go to a place where every day is Halloween and every night Jack Skellington I am the Pumpkin King! (laughs) dreams of something different. What is this? It's someplace new. Jack, look out! What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This is a What is this? Haven't you heard of peace on earth and goodwill toward men? Yeah. 
Touchstone Pictures presents the enchanting story of two very special dreamers and the holiday spirit that brought them together. From the imagination of Tim Burton comes The Nightmare Before Christmas. And what did Santa bring you, honey? Stop motion animation, folks. It's an art. I mean a literal art. What's your earliest memory of stop animation films? Wallace and Gromit. Right? Is mine, uh, for at least for claymation. Um, same basic principle, but two different concepts. Not as much puppeting going on. Mine was like the Rankin and Bass shows at Christmas time. Mm. Like Rudolph's Shiny New Year. The Year Without a Santa Claus. Yes, all those classics. Yes. Literal classics. Mm -hmm. Not our classics, but real classics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was introduced to this film. Oh, I feel like I was a late bloomer when it came to this film. Everybody knew what it was and I didn't. And then I finally watched it and I was like, oh. (laughs) It is one of the most iconic films of our time. It is. That is still of prevalent cultural significance. People go nuts for this film every holiday season. Exactly. Like, I mean, (laughs) Halloween, literally, the new Halloween theme song (laughs) has become the opening number to this film. Yeah. Popularly covered by Marilyn Manson. I love that cover. We use that version more than anything to celebrate Halloween. (laughs) It's like Halloween's anthem. (laughs) Move over, Monster Mash. Marilyn Manson's coming in. (laughs) And the romance between Jack and Sally is incredibly popular. It's been featured in songs. Has it really? Yeah. Haven't you ever heard that Blink-182 song? Darkness in the valley, we can live like Jack and Sally if we want. Where you can always find me. And we'll have Halloween on Christmas. And in the night, we'll wish this never ends. We'll wish this never ends. I prefer Double Blink 364. Double Blink. (laughs) Double Blink 364. (laughs) Stop. Yeah, they're a Blink-182 cover band. I mean, I love the team that Burton brings into this. A very pretentious man named Henry Selleck uh, directs. Uh, We'll drop the link for the making of uh, Nightmare for Christmas on Podbean so that you can see just how pretentious (laughs) director Henry Selleck is about all of this. We got, okay, Danny Elfman... If it's Tim Burton, it's Danny Elfman, okay? <laughs> you just need to know that if you're going to know anything about pop culture. <laughs> He's also the world-renowned composer of The Simpsons theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, also very iconic. He's done a lot of iconic pieces of music. When he dies, it will be a sad day. It will. Um, He's every bit as relevant as John Williams. He's just in a different arena. Yeah. I love that Chris Sarandon, your, you know, hot vampire dad from Fright Night is... <laughs> or evil prince uncle from yes, Princess Bride. from Princess Bride is uh, the voice of Jack Skellington. Mm-hmm. Catherine O'Hara. I love Catherine O'Hara. She's like my childhood movie mom. She's a holiday movie mom. I know. Beetlejuice. Nightmare for Christmas. Home Alone. Exactly. Like, hell yes, Catherine O'Hara. Oh, Ken Page? Oh, I know. Yeah, he's the Oogie Boogie Man. What? Why are Why are you doing your Susan Boyle impression? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is it because when she gets on stage, at a... <laughs> turn it off now. What? Get out of my head and turn it off. Elaine Page. Elaine Page. That's exactly why you said it that way. You know, there's a there. You know, there's a connection between Ken Page and Elaine Page. I already know what it is. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. And what is it? He was old Deuteronomy in the taped version of Cats that we had. 
He originated the role of Old Deuteronomy in Cats, singing Pussycat People. (laughs) Your favorite. (laughs) Yes, I do love Cats, and you can hate me, you're allowed. As we go through this, I am definitely going to pinpoint the intricate nature of bringing this film to life. Everything you have to go through, stop motion is the most meticulous form of art I think there is. Okay, so we open with a narrator. (laughs) Oh, how many have seen the narrator? (laughs) How many have seen opening the book before? Mm. For the story that you are about to be told took place in the holiday worlds of old. Now, you probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say it's time you begun. I love narrators in forests. I've played a narrator in a forest. <laughs> yes, you have. Yes, I have. Into the woods. Na 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 na. Oh yeah, let's go in the pumpkin one. Yeah 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 that one. We have all of these doors that are shaped like different holidays. Mm-hmm. There's a Christmas tree one and a Thanksgiving one. A turkey. It's a turkey. Yeah, and a Valentine's Day one. There's a four-leaf clover one. St. Patty's Day. Mm-hmm. If, if I could pick another door to, yeah. to live in that's not Christmas or Halloween, it would be St. Patty's Thank Day. Thank you. Thank you. Was yes. that also what you were going to uh, say? Would, we would be going to the same door. Absolutely. <laughs> Good. See you there. Absolutely. <laughs> Keep the beer cold. <laughs> I don't know how I've never noticed that Jack is literally the first thing we see. Oh, yeah. You, you know what? You're also making... Because, like, when we open, you pay, you pan by that scarecrow with the pumpkin head. Mm-hmm. And it's like Halloween Town. It says it on top as the music's beginning. And then, you know... That's Jack. That's Jack. We don't realize it until we get a little bit farther down the line. But we're going into Halloween Town. And it's very spooky, very house on top of a hill spooky, you know? When you hear that chord, uh-huh. you know what time it is. Yes. Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see this town of Halloween. We're meeting all of the citizens of Halloween Town. We've got ghosts. We've got vampires. We've got witches. We've got a dead jazz band. Yeah. I have a good noodle star for you. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. Let's see if I can get it. If you can tell me the name of the Whose Line Is It Anyway alumnus voicing the saxophone player. Nice work, Bone Daddy. Is it Ryan? Oh, no. No, it's Colin, isn't it? Nope. No. Nope. It's Greg Proof. Oh, is it really? Yes. The clown with the tearaway face. The clown with the tearaway face. Here in a flash, the That messed me up. Yeah, it, yeah. The, the, I don't like the under the stair guy with oh, the, the fingers st- like snakes and the spiders in his hair. They're having their annual Halloween celebration, getting together, being spooky. If I'm anybody from this movie, it's definitely the mayor. You you think you're the mayor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is too excited to be spooky. He's also double-faced. Yeah. Yeah, like... That's the other thing. Pops his head off, turns it around, it's happy. Pops it off, turn it around, it's sad. They're not just here to celebrate Halloween, though, but also their beloved Pumpkin King. Yes. Jack Skellington. Mm-hmm. Please make way for a very special guy. Oh, man, Jack is king of the pumpkin patch. Everyone hail to the pumpkin. He's like their mascot, I think. Is he, a... 
<laughs> yes. Because he's not like their ruler, even though he basically is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just the way everybody fangirls over him. <laughs> Mr. Long, tan and handsome. This was the part where I finally realized that Jack is the scarecrow in the beginning because that scarecrow comes through Halloween Town mm-hmm. on this straw horse yep. and then it all of a sudden animates. Yeah, no, it, it animates and jumps into the vat of a acid or goop or it's slime the, or... It's the fountain. Yeah. Because remember, he swallows that torch... Uh-huh. And sets himself on fire. Yes. And then jumps into the fountain to put himself out. Imagine all of the logistics that went in to filming that one shot. I know. Like all of the post animation, all of the movements. 24 frames per second. You have to shoot 24 perfect pictures to make a second of film. Stop it. I know. <laughs> You're upsetting Can me. Can you imagine? He emerges from that fountain in his proper form. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite moments in the movie because the citizens start chanting Mm -hmm. and he just rises out of the fountain. Mm -hmm. In this town we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. And he's in his proper form. He's a skeleton wearing a black and white pinstripe suit with the spider collar. Mm -hmm. It's such an iconic look. Thank you, everyone. No, thanks to you, Jack, without your brilliant leadership. Not at all, Mayor. You're such a scream, Jack. You're a witch's fondest dream. He's got a spooky little girl admiring him from afar. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Because Jack, not only is Jack the object of every eligible spookable's affections, Mm -hmm. but also a girl named Sally has her eye on him. Mm -hmm. Are we just going to, are we just going to say the demonym for citizens of Halloween town is spookables? (laughs) Yes. 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 The spookables. I'm a spookable. I'm from Halloween town. That's right. Sally is another spookable. Mm-hmm. She's like a ragdoll Frankenstein bitch. Yep. <laughs> She's been patched together from different fabrics. She's got stitches all over her body. Some pretty shoddy work, if you ask me. Yeah. She lives with her daddy, Dr. Finkelstein. Ew. No. Why would you call him her daddy? Okay, she lives with her she lives with her creator, Dr. <laughs> Finkelstein, since you didn't like daddy. I just hate that you called him that. A mad scientist mofo named Dr. Finkelstein. Because he's the one that stitched her together. Yeah, he's weird. <laughs> he sure is. Like, why, she's probably in hell. Would you like, <laughs> would you like to describe Dr. Finkelstein Do- to us? Dr. Finkelstein? Take Denzel Crocker, right? And you take all of his hair off. And then you see his bulbous head. Denzel Crocker from Fairly Odd Parents. Uh-huh. And then just take his square jaw and turn it around and pull it out a little bit. And then we just gotta curl his lips up. Mm-hmm. He's all gum, no smile. Oh. He's a creepy little guy in a lab coat in a wheelchair, in a motorized wheelchair. Yeah, he requires a motorized wheelchair to get around. Halloween Town is ADA compliant. I'm glad about that. Mm-hmm. He shows up at this celebration and Sally's just trying to creep on Jack from the shadows. Mm-hmm. And he literally grabs her arm and he's like, hey. The deadly <gasps> nightshade you slicked me wore off, Sally. Let go. You're not ready for so much excitement. Yes, I am. 
You're coming with me. No, I'm not. She literally detaches her arm to get away from him. Ladies, don't you wish that when you're in the bar, you can just pull a thread on your shoulder that detaches your whole arm from the mouth breather who's trying to hit you up? Don't we all? Maria, <laughs> we should all strive to be set like Sally. <laughs> Have detachable arms? And in pieces. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he literally keeps her prisoner in this laboratory. Yeah, he's not very good pops. And by necessity, she's become a gifted toxicologist? Yeah. A apothecary? Yeah. W whatever you would call it where you mix stuff together to make potions. Mm-hmm. Chris Sarandon is providing the voice for Jack Skellington. But Danny Elfman is singing for him. That's right. I love that. Mm -hmm. Good old Jack. You know, as much as I'm sure he loves being the Pumpkin King, he's just not feeling right about Halloween anymore. He f he feels pretty ho-hum about it. Yeah. Because... It's the same thing. Year every after year. year. Yep. Same thing. Year after year. This takes us into Jack's Lament, which is titled appropriately... Yet year after year, it's the same routine, and I grow so weary of the sound of screams. And I, Jack, the Pumpkin King, have grown so tired of the same old thing. He walks into this graveyard and starts singing about how he's lost his passion for Halloween. He's got a dog. Yeah. Yeah. We forgot to talk about Zero. He's got Zero. He's a little ghost dog. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got a little ghost head and the rest of him's just literally like a napkin. Yeah. Like. <laughs> he's got a little jack-o'-lantern on his nose. Mm -hmm. It's so cute. I think Tim Burton had a dog that he really enjoyed as a child because the dog comes into play in a lot of his films. There's always a dog. Frank and Weenie. Frank and Weenie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Scraps in Corpse Bride. Oh my gosh, uh -huh. I forgot about Scraps. There's always a dog. Yeah, uh -huh. a dead dog. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a dead dog. With all of his hopping around like headstone to headstone, this sequence makes me think long and hard about how long this whole process takes. No, it it, it makes me question my own sanity because I'm thinking about those technicians who are having to move the puppet a little bit and take a picture. Move the puppet a little bit and take a picture. <laughs> Move the puppet a little bit and take a picture. And I'm just like, imagine that being your whole work day. And imagine your work day being longer than normal because, God damn it, the studio is spending money. <laughs> you know that they were working 20 different sound stages to get this done in time? Like all at once? Yeah. Simultaneously? Yeah. Crazy. Mm -hmm. My favorite part is when he takes off his head. And since I am dead, I can take off my head to recite Shakespearean quotations. Alas, poor Yorick. I scared him to death. And you know... Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know, that's actually really easy. Because you know what they have to do for facial expression? Tell me. They have to take... Okay, for every puppet that they make, they have to make all of these heads for them. Mm -hmm. Like, oh... Sometimes there's 400 different heads made for a character for facial expression because they literally just pop off the pop off the neck and put it on the next one. Yeah, what did you say? It takes a it, whole day to make. It takes a full day just to film 10 seconds. That's insane. I know. It's a higher form of insanity. And the sets, the the sets they have to make in these gigantic pieces so that they can fit them together so that they can take them apart so they can move closer into a part of the set to film a sequence. Like, it, it, 
it, there are sometimes over a hundred different lights to light it on the miniature scale that it's on. I bet it's hot. Yeah. I bet it's hot in that room. It's hot and sweaty. What if you're dripping sweat on your puppets? Oh, no! <laughs> Makeup's coming off the puppets. <laughs> Can someone wipe Jack? He looks like he's crying. <laughs> and the puppeteer is. Yeah. <laughs> This is also that iconic shot where he's standing on that curved hill uh-huh. and it literally unrolls for him I like a red that. carpet. Classic. Right? Yes. It's iconic like, image. That's one of those things that kind of gives you an even larger impression of just what a big deal he is. Mm-hmm. The environment literally moves around for him. The, the ground literally is moving for him. Exactly. <laughs> because that's why he's such a big deal. He's he's so scary. He can scare anybody. He is a little terrifying. Yeah. He can go from this cute, childlike little smile to the, your world's going to be sucked into my mouth. Exactly. You know, like... <laughs> Uh. The thesis of this whole thing is that Jack's tired of being the Pumpkin King. Mm-hmm. He's tired of just being known for that. So this is it? Yeah. This is this is all my life is going to be? This is all I have to look forward to? This is all I have to offer. Sally's nearby and she's listening to him. And Sally herself is also a lost soul, I think. Because her life doesn't mean very much. Mm-hmm. She's constantly being imprisoned by a mad scientist. You know, he's lamenting and she's like, oh my God, we're so much alike. She, I think she feels like they're kindred spirits. Can I wrap my skin threads around your bones? Ooh. Is that- <laughs> I bet she's very infatuated with him. You can see it in her face, you know? Yeah. He's a very big deal. Yeah. And she is so not. Oh, no. <laughs> She's so nice. She is basically property. This is where we're starting to understand just how contentious her relationship is with the doc because he's sewing her arm back on. That's twice this month you've slipped deadly nightshade into my tea and run off. Three times. You're mine, you know. I made you with my own hands. You can make other creations. I'm restless. I can't help it. And I love how defiant she is. She's just like, three times. (laughs) She's just like, fuck you. Let me go. (laughs) She's free, dead, and 21. Like, leave her alone. (laughs) Yeah. But the doc feels like he owns her. Yeah. And it's just gross. I just hate him. The next morning, bright and early, the mayor is on Jack's doorstep ready to talk about next Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) He's really proactive. (laughs) He's like, I have a budget. I have funding. This is how it's going to go. Let's make it bigger. Let's make it spookier. Jack's not home. So when he doesn't answer the door, the mayor's head spins around. (laughs) And this is maybe my favorite line in the movie. I've got the plans for next Halloween. I need to go over them with you so we can get started. Jack, please, I'm only an elected official here. I can't make decisions by myself. Shade. Real shade. (laughs) It's just as true now as it was then. (laughs) Cut to Jack still wandering through the forest, and he stumbles into this clearing with all of the trees with the holiday doors on them. Jack sees the Christmas door, and he lights up. Yeah, it's just like, it's like holding a trumpet. Your cerebral cortex just stimulates. 
you see a, you see a Christmas tree, your cerebral he doesn't have a cerebral cortex, but his bones perk up when he sees that Christmas tree door. He lights up like Christmas. <laughs> I know you hate me. We can talk about your severance off of the air. <laughs> he opens that Christmas door and like leans in. It's like a it's like an elevator shaft with no elevator. <laughs> It's like Alice falling through the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. This takes us into what, Carrie? What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? But yeah, can you imagine? You've never seen snow before in your entire being. Yeah. And then there's snow all around you. And pretty lights Mm -hmm. and Christmas land. Yeah, Christmas town. You're right. It's Christmas Town. Welcome to Christmas Town. You've never been here before. Come on in. Sit down. Have a cookie. Aww. (laughs) And a glass of milk. Exactly. That's all they consume. Is cookies and milk? It's the only thing they eat. (laughs) And and candy canes. And reindeer. Don't forget about candy canes. They're a core food group. Did you just say reindeer? (laughs) You almost got that past me. I almost didn't hear you say it. Are you suggesting that they eat the reindeer? They need protein. They can't just have cookies and milk. There's music and lights and there's elves ice skating Mm -hmm. and making toys. The sights, the sounds, they're everywhere and all around. I've never felt so good before. This empty place inside of me is filling up. I simply cannot get enough. I want it, oh, I want it, oh, I want it for my own. I've got to know, I've got to know what is this place that I have found. What is this? The joy not only puzzles him, but he's tickled by it. Mm-hmm. Because it's different from anything he's ever known. It's life affirmative. The thing he's most intrigued by is Sandy Claus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is not his name, Jack, but all right. Back in Halloween Town, everybody is freaking out because no one could find Jack. Mm -hmm. Like, how would they live if they didn't have Jack to tell them how to be spooky? I mean, guys, what if one day your king just disappeared? But that's what I don't think he I don't think they need his help, though. There's that one guy. His face is literally melting. Yeah. Like, I don't think they need Jack's help, Mm-mm. but they're beside themselves without him. Like the mayor's like, did anybody think to dredge the lake? <laughs> I mean, he can't die. Like, exactly. He's just gone. In the laboratory, Sally's poisoning the doctor's food again, again. with deadly nightshade. Mm-hmm. He's got a very self-important attitude about the fact that he made her, and he thinks that she more or less owes her entire existence to him. As men do. As men do. That's right. I just hate the look of him with his curled up lips and the fact that he can literally open his skull cavity and scratch his own brain. Oh my god, I would love to be able to do that. You would love to be able to scratch your own brain? Yes. Don't pick at it, buddy. It won't heal. Listen. Oh, maybe if I could just scratch in between the folds, I wouldn't be so stupid. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Just get some of the cobwebs out of there. Jack's back finally, and he's got a bunch of Christmas stuff that I assume he stole. 
Yeah. Like, he's got a little buggy and, uh-huh. like, a Christmas tree. He is literally Columbus coming back to Spain. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, like, guys, look at everything I found. Look at what I found. I completely stole all of it, and I had to hurt some locals to get it, yeah. but here it is. Oh, no elves were harmed in the making of the stop motion picture. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to explain to me how he got it all back through the door. Someone needs to explain to me how they had to not only make everything for Halloween universe... Everything for Christmas universe and everything for real universe. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, no, but it's three very different looks. No. And one thing I will comment on is that the animation style for Halloween Town, there are no 90 degree angles. In Halloween Town? No. No? And there are only 90 degree angles in the regular world. Where everything is very neat and Stan- realistic. Yeah. And then in Chris and then in Christmas Town. There are no hard edges. Everything is round. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there may be points, but, you know, the, the geometry of it is just very, very noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> I am a film scholar. <laughs> I have a podcast. I am super genius film scholar, Ross McMichael. Thank you for listening to my commentary. <laughs> Jack calls a town meeting mm-hmm. to discuss what he's learned on his little excursion. Uh-huh. Um, everyone is agog when he pulls back that curtain on his little Christmas display with the tree and the presents. Everybody's like, mm? Yeah. Just a box with bright colored paper and the whole thing's topped with a bow. A bow? But why? How ugly? What's in it? What's, What's in it? What's the point of the thing not to know? It's a bat! Will it bend? It's a rat! Will it break? Perhaps it's the head that I found in the lake. Listen now, you don't understand. That's not the point of Christmas land. They're like, okay, but where's the trick? Remember, trick Mm -hmm. or treat? Exactly. Where's the trick? They fundamentally don't understand, and it's hilarious. Yeah. Jack saved the best for last, though. And on a dark, cold night, on a full moonlight, he flies into a fog like a vulture in the sky. And they call him Sandy Claus. This is one of those movies where we're reminded that anything can be recontextualized to look scary. Mm -hmm. That's why I like those trailers that are recut to look like horror movies. Yes. Even when they're not. Scary Poppins. I was going to say Mary Choppins. (laughs) (laughs) Because they think Sandy Claus is a monster. They're all very excited. Exactly. Like, from her cell, Sally is making Jack a nice little care package. She opens the door. Oh, my God. Sorry, I forgot about this. She opens the door to her cell and, like, lowers the basket down on a pulley. Mm -hmm. And then she throws herself out the window. Yeah. She don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're only, like, ten stories in the air. Yeah. And she lands in pieces. Mm -hmm. And then she got to put herself back together. She just sits up and starts sewing herself back together. She's always got her needle. It's so freaky. Mm. When the doc realizes that she's missing and that little lip twitch, uh-huh. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You can come out now if you promise to behave. Charlie. Charlie. Gone again. Ooh, yeah, gross. I don't, I don't care for it. They do it too well. Cut to Jack at the blackboard doing Christmas math. Mm-hmm. 
The next time you watch it, give it a pause because the math jokes are pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Like where it says chestnuts divided by open fire. Yes. Chestnuts over an open... (laughs) Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I love that. Sally just puts the basket of treats on a pulley and hoists it up to his window. But before he can thank her for it, she just pieces out. Yeah. She's shy. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, you're my everything. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty accurate. I don't really understand the romance between them. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, Jack and Sally, like I said at the beginning, it's so iconic that we put it in songs. People do couples costumes at Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's a very romanticized thing. And it's when I go back and watch the movie, I struggle trying to reconcile that because they spend almost none of the movie together. I like to think of it as more of a, it's a very Voldemort Bellatrix relationship for me, you know? Qualify that for me. Well, it's just, she seems, Sally seems like less of a romantic interest and more of a trusted lieutenant. You think so? To Jack. Mm-hmm. Even though that trust is never really definitively established, she's just been helping him this whole time. That seems to be what's significant about yeah. her is that everybody else in Halloween Town is interested in how Jack can be their scary pumpkin king. Mm-hmm. And she's the only one who really seems to care about him as a person. Mm-hmm. As a skeleton, yes. Yeah, as a skeleton, <laughs> yes. After she slinks away from his house she picks up this flower and it like turns into a little christmas tree uh-huh. it's so nice yeah and then it just bursts into flame yeah and there's all this ominous music behind it mm-hmm. and everything it's a bad omen i get why it's a bad omen but this is halloween town doesn't stuff like this happen all the time yeah i don't know that is confusing this takes us into something's up with jack Because Jack is turning into a recluse, Mm -hmm. performing all of these Christmas experiments. Where's our queen? Speak to us, (laughs) ma'am. Where's our king? You know, I think this Christmas thing is not as tricky as it seems. And why should they have all the fun? It should belong to anyone. Not anyone, in fact, but me. Why, I could make a Christmas tree. And there's no reason I can buy. I couldn't have a Christmas time. I bet I could approve it, too. And that's exactly what I'll do. (laughs) Eureka! This year, Christmas will be ours! So instead of preparing for the next Halloween celebration, they're now going to start preparing for Christmas, a holiday that literally no one who lives here understands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's recruiting all the townspeople to craft, like, Christmas things. He's asked the doc to genetically engineer him some reindeer. Bone deer. <laughs> Bone deer? Yeah. Spooky reindeer on the way. This is where we meet Boogie's boys. Mm-hmm. Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Halloween's finest trick-or-treaters. Wait a minute. Their names are what again? Lock, Shock, and Barrel. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Good writing. <laughs> Lock is voiced by Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and looks like him too, a little bit. Yeah, Locke is dressed as a... Wait, Locke is dressed as a devil. He's saying Paul Rubens looks like a devil? Like, if, like, well, when he takes the mask off, oh, his okay. actual face kind of looks like him a little bit. Okay. Where's my bank? <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. 
<laughs> no, officer, I will not put my pants on in this theater. Stop it. Hey, you know we did it. I know. Mm-hmm. Shock is dressed as a witch. Shock. She's actually voiced by Catherine O'Hara. Oh, is she really? Yeah. I guess I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who's the other one? Barrel. Barrel. Barrel's dressed as a skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I won't beat Pumpkin King. <laughs> They've appeared because Jack has a very special job for them. You're my bounty hunters, children. Yeah. (laughs) Go find Santa Claus and bring him here. What does Jack want to do with him? I don't know. I think Jack really just wants, like, his input, his blessing on on the fact that another holiday is co-opting Christmas. But what's Jack's one stipulation for this, Ross? Leave that no-account oogie-boogie out of this! Whatever you say, Jack. Of course, Jack. Wouldn't dream of it, Jack. (laughs) This takes us into Kidnap the Sandy Claus. Mm -hmm. You like this song? I do like it. I love this song. Kidnap the Sandy Claus, throw him in a box. Oogie Boogie is like their master. And of all of the baddies in Halloween Town, Oogie Boogie is the baddest. Yeah, see, for like Halloween Town citizens, it's about the holiday. Mm-hmm. For Oogie Boogie Man, it's about power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to feed him bugs and do his bidding. Mm-hmm. Basically just keep him happy so he won't eat them, I guess. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about what motivates the children to be his minions, but it's probably not being harmed. Exactly. <laughs> so they get in their clawfoot tub that doubles as a vehicle. That's funny as fuck. I love it every time they hop in that shit. Because guess what they're going to go do? Disobey the Pumpkin King. Yeah. (laughs) God damn it, you kids. You had one job. Yes. Back at Town Hall, Jack is just trying to teach the jazz band how to play Jingle Bells. Come on, guys. It's not that hard. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Yeah. Sally arrives to tell Jack that she's seen that bad omen about this whole business, and she doesn't think that he should go through with it. There was smoke and fire. That's not my Christmas. My Christmas is filled with laughter and joy and this. My Sandy Claus outfit. I want you to make it. Jack, please listen to me. It's going to be a disaster. How could it be? Just follow the pattern. He can't be bothered. He's like, please, make me a Santa outfit. Mm-hmm. No, you want to, Sally. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you think he knows she likes him? Yeah, that's the thing. This whole romance is drawn up between them, but I never once feel it. Yeah. I never feel that he has any notice of her. You know what I mean? Because he's entirely too enamored with this whole Christmas thing. Yeah. Like, he can't pay attention to anything else. It's very much Marius and Eponine. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> my own tending ease beside me. Does that make Christmas Cosette? (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I guess it would. Musical jokes. (laughs) Lock, shock, and barrel show back up and they're like, we found him! 
We have the Sandy Claws. They've got this huge trash bag that's squirming. Mm -hmm. They open it up and out pops the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Who is absolutely traumatized. (laughs) Not Sandy Claws. Take him back. We followed your instructions. We went through the door. Which door? There's more than one. Wrong door. (laughs) (laughs) Which door did you go through, dummies? Mm -hmm. The one that's shaped like this. And then he just points to the tree. (laughs) And they're like, oops. This takes us into making Christmas. The whole town is throwing themselves into the Christmas thing, but with their own little spooky twist. They're making scary toys, making hats out of dead rats, but Jack is positively giddy because he's seeing his dream come to fruition. Mm-hmm. He's Sa- very much Tim Burton with a stop motion film. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He has little to no hands-on involvement. I know. And it's just coming together around him. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) Making Christmas. Making Christmas. Making Christmas. Time to give them something fun. They'll talk about for years to come. Let's have a cheer from everyone. It's time to party. Sally's getting more and more anxious about this because not only does she think something bad is going to happen, but Jack is becoming less and less like his old self, Mm -hmm. like his old spooky self. She's dressing him in his Santa outfit, and he doesn't even resemble the Pumpkin King. The trick-or-treaters come back with the real Santa, who is absolutely befuddled. Yeah. He he doesn't understand where he is or why everything is black and orange. (laughs) Yeah. Where's my Christmas lights? (laughs) Where's my wife? Yeah. (laughs) Where's my wife? Jack is starstruck by him. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just Mr. Claus, what a pleasure. What an honor. Yeah. He takes his hat. Yeah. Yeah, to complete the look. He is what Jill Jenkins calls a usurper. Yeah. (laughs) He has usurped Santa Claus. Yes, he has. But this is where I think we get the... But this is where I think we get the line... Surprised, aren't you? I knew you would be. You don't need to have another worry about Christmas this year. What? 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 Consider this a vacation, Sandy. A reward. It's your turn to take it easy. But but there must be some mistake. See that he's comfortable. And then he entrusts Santa's safety to the children. Exactly. And what are the children going to do with Santa? They're going to make him, quote, comfortable Mm -hmm. by taking him to the lair of Oogie Boogie. Stupid little shits. I know. Never trust kids with shit. I mean, come on. This is my favorite part, guys. Yes. Oh, my God. The Oogie Boogie song. Put Santa in the bathtub. Bathtub walks all the way out of town (laughs) to Oogie Boogie's lair. We finally meet the notorious Oogie Boogie. He basically looks like a half-empty flower sack that lives on a diet of bugs. Mm -hmm. Like... And the he, bugs just occasionally trickle from his mouth, and you're ooh. like, oh, we know there's dead stuff in you. Mm. 
Mr. Oogie Boogie says there's trouble close at hand. You better pay attention now, cause I'm the boogeyman. And if you wanna shake him, there's something very wrong. Cause this may be the last time you hear the boogie song. gambling man. Mm-hmm. He enjoys himself some chance games. He runs his own club. Yeah. <laughs> he has his own show plates. <laughs> He's got those dice with the skulls uh-huh. on them. He's, Ooh. A, he's a gambler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the look of this whole scene. The black light was such an excellent choice. Yes. And it just, it amplifies all the colors and it's extra spooky. Oogie boogie. Was the shadow on the moon at night? Yes, that yes. Fills your dreams to the brim with fright. Mm-hmm. Even the spooks are afraid of him. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But the spooks are also afraid of Jack. There's just fear on yeah. all sides. So is there just a constant power struggle, do you think? I think this is a very War of the Roses type deal. You yeah. Know? Maybe Oogie was king at one time. Maybe Jack overthrew him. I don't know. <laughs> but... Sally has decided that she's going to fog up the entire town as a means of deterring Jack from going through with this. Is it her that does that? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I thought it just fogs. No, she pours it into the fountain and it's like dry ice. It all billows up oh. and it makes it impossible to see. Well, I'm dumb. We both know this. Anyway. <laughs> this is a familiar story. Man in red suit wants to fly his sleigh, and it's too foggy to see. Oh, now I get it. (laughs) (laughs) There goes Christmas. (laughs) No, Zero. Down, boy. My, what a brilliant nose you have. The better to light my way. To the head of the team, Zero. Dun-da-da-da! Zero is here! Zero! The poor man's Rudolph. Yeah. Because remember, Zero has a little jack-o'-lantern on the end of his snoot. Yeah! (laughs) It lights up! And Jack decides he's going to put him at the front of the reindeer and light his way through the darkness. Sally's devastated that her plan failed. And this takes us into Sally's song. The worst is just a the hype over this song. Catherine O'Hara does her own singing. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. She's very sweet and, and, and earnest. Yeah, and you know, it still works, even if she's not a vocal, even though she's not a recording artist, it still works, you know. <laughs> I just don't think the Jack and Sally love story develops the way it should have. Yeah, no, there's, yeah. They, I feel like that started out as a little, you know, popcorn kernel of an idea and it just, just never popped. Like, they spend almost no time in the movie together. We don't really get to learn a lot about Sally in general or who she is as a person, you know? And and then at the end, they just end up together, and it's just kind of like, well, that's nice. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't feel like it was very hard-earned. Yeah. It's like at the end, he's just, like, gonna what? Turn to her and go, oh, a woman. 
Well, that is kind of what happens. <laughs> You're mine now, you know. I think it's become the love story it has because people have romanticized it. Yeah, this is, yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that this was not intentional. Yeah, people look at this and they fantasize about, you know, our spooky people out there. They want to live in a Halloween town world with their spooky significant other and just have it be Halloween every day. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah. You know, Sally, she wants to help Jack in any way she can. Mm-hmm. And you know what she does then? What does she do? She's going to go get Santa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Santa's got to clean up this mess. Yeah. Because we cut to Jack playing Santa and he's doing his best. Yeah. <laughs> This is his first time. Yeah. <laughs> he really means well, but he's starting to wreak some real havoc. Uh-huh. Because this is one of my favorite parts in the movie. When when that kid hears him, like, puttering around downstairs and goes downstairs to see Santa. And instead finds drama. Yeah. <laughs> he's got this box. He's got this present. And he turns around and it's a severed head. Yeah. <laughs> and what did Santa bring you, honey? Trauma Claws came. Trauma Claws. He ate all the cookies and regurgitated them back onto the plate. Or when it cuts to that snake that's just eating the whole Christmas tree. Yeah. And that kid is just screaming. He thinks this is... Jack thinks this is the correct idea of Christmas presents. <laughs> Like, you cannot just put your own twist on Christmas. People are calling the police. The national news is on high alert. The military is getting involved. Something resembling a war has, has materialized on Christmas Eve. They start trying to shoot Jack's sleigh down. Yeah. And, <laughs> and again, Jack doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. He's like, oh, they're celebrating yeah. what a great job we're doing. And then I think he realizes that they're trying to do him some harm. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, what are you doing, you assholes? <laughs> I'm trying to bring joy and good cheer to all who can hear, you know? Sally goes to Oogie Boogie's to try and rescue Santa because things have gone really far off the rails and goddammit, the women are going to fix it. Exactly. Thank you, women. <laughs> I know. I mean, let's, let's have a moment of applause for women. Thank you all for that moment. Mm -hmm. I love how she does this by, like, using detached parts of herself <laughs> to... I wish. <laughs> like, her leg, her leg just appears... From between these bars. Uh -huh. And Oogie sees it and he's like, like ooh, ooh, disembodied leg. <laughs> this isn't out of the ordinary. And then while he's busy with her leg, which is just a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, he's like chasing her leg around. And her hands are untying Santa. Yeah. Her disembodied hands. Finally, Boogie figures it out that she's all detached and everything. Mm -hmm. And he captures her. It doesn't work. Yeah. So... The military manages to hit Jack with a missile. Uh -huh. and, a missile? Yeah. A missile. And knock him out of the sky. Sorry, reindeer. God. You're already dead. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. We cut to a graveyard where the wreckage of the sleigh is all spread out and this really great image of Jack in the arms of a stone angel. Yeah. Where he's fallen. Uh-huh. And I love that. Everything's on fire. And this is the low point. 
He has been laid low. Yeah. He has Icarus. His wings have melted. See, but this is where this movie takes a strange turn for me, because like we said, Jack's at a pretty low point. We get a lament reprise. Mm Mm-hmm. His new thing really hasn't worked out for him after he put so much of himself into it. In fact, he made it worse. Yeah. That's all I ever wanted was to bring them something great. Why does nothing ever turn out like it should? Well, what the heck? I went and did my best, and by God, I really tasted something swell. And for a moment, why, I even touched the sky, and at least I left some stories they can tell I did. But he just kind of brushes his hands together Mm -hmm. and says, well, I fucked that up. Oh, well. Yeah. (laughs) Time to prepare for next Halloween. (laughs) Like, without any prompting from any other characters, he just, in that moment comes to that conclusion, like, that would have been a great scene between him and Sally. She tells him that he's awesome just the way he is, Mm -hmm. or that he tried his best. That would have been, like, probably the best way to bring Sally into the mix. (laughs) What's the word? But then who rescues Santa, you know? Jack goes to rescue Santa. He goes to rescue... Yeah, and therefore invalidating her. Yeah. Invalidating her purpose there. I don't know. I just think it's something that could have strengthened their love story. Yeah. It's just something I would have done a little differently. But the movie isn't over yet because Jack still has to save everybody from Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie's got Santa and Sally suspended over like this vat of lava. Yeah. He keeps cranking it so that it tips farther and farther forward. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like rolling the dice. Yes. To see how many times he clicks it. (laughs) He's a psycho. (laughs) Because he's not only he's not only a gambler, he's a cheat. Yeah. One more roll of the dice ought to do it. <laughs> what? Snake eyes? Good. Eleven. <laughs> I also love the way he goes, what? <laughs> Snake eyes? Yeah. And then he pounds the table so that they'll re-roll. Yeah. Like, you fucking cheat. You fucking cheat. Hello, Oogie. But they said you were dead. You must be double dead. This boss fight is pretty close to the one from Kingdom Hearts with the spinning roulette wheel and the knives and the saw blades and all that fun stuff. It's a pretty good boss fight considering it probably took them weeks to film it. Wow. Think about all think about that scene, Ross. All of the light, all of the moving elements. I'm going to start to hyperventilate if I think about it any more than I already am. Okay, then I won't make you. <laughs> Finally, Jack gets a hold of Oogie of you okay? I'm thinking about those sleepless technicians. Oh. <laughs> They're- I'm thinking about what it would be like to shoot days worth of segments. And then have your production manager come back and go, we want it reshot. Okay. (laughs) Sure. I need to use the restroom. Excuse me. I'm going to go violently throw up. I'm going to be violently ill. Finally, Jack gets a hold of one of Oogie Boogie's stitches, Uh, like a loose thread. This is the most unkind part of the movie for me. Exactly. I don't like it. I don't either. (laughs) Because he just pulls on that thread. Until Boogie literally unravels. And we realize he's made of bugs. Yeah. (laughs) 
How dare you treat my friends so shamefully? Now look what you've done! My bugs! My He's just a big pile of bugs that's being it's, his his form is being held together by this burlap sack. I'm I'm sorry, I'm becoming inconsolable over here. But then his voice deteriorates as oh. the as the buggies begin to fall apart. It's the stuff of nightmares. Forgive me, Mr. Claus. I'm afraid I've made a terrible mess of your holiday. Bumpy sleigh ride, Jack. The next time you get the urge to take over someone else's holiday, I'd listen to her. She's the only one who makes any sense around this insane asylum. Let the women do the work, please. I mean, yeah, if we're gonna be honest, all the men in this are just obliviously going on. I know we make this joke all the time, but Santa actually Sailor Moon's out of there. Yeah. Like, goodbye, my planet needs me. Exactly. (laughs) Just up through that chute. He'll fix things, Jack. He knows what to do. How did you get down here, Sally? Oh, I I was trying to... Well, I wanted to... 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 Help me. I couldn't let you just... Sally, I can't believe I never realized that you... Jack! Jack! Here he is! Alive! Everyone's like, Jack's back! Yay! Everyone in Halloween Town is swarming him, and they're all excited because their Pumpkin King is back Mm -hmm. in his true and real form. Can we talk about the fact that the doc made himself another woman? Oh my god, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, like, okay, fine, you want to be free? I'll imprison another one. (laughs) What happens when she gets upset? I don't know. I think maybe he made her without any free will. Maybe. (laughs) So she'd be easier to control. Maybe. She also looks just like him. Yeah. (laughs) This is where Sally kind of slinks off by herself, and Jack follows her. Despite all the attention he's getting, he wants to go be with her. Yeah. Yeah. Which, God, why? Hasn't shown an inkling of interest before this. Yeah. Remember what you said earlier? Is like, he just kind of turns to her. Is like, oh, there you are. Oh, it's a woman. (laughs) Supposed to end up with you, I think. This is where I kind of got it. Kind of like a little light bulb over my head. Mm-hmm. Remember at the beginning, remember at the beginning, Yes. Jack's very passionless about Halloween because it's the same over and over again. The one thing his favorite holiday is missing is someone to share it with. Aww. Right? Yeah. Aww. Sally was what was missing from his holiday. My dearest friend. If you don't mind, I'd like to join you by your side, where we can gaze into the stars and sit together now and forever, for it is plain. As anyone can see, we're simply meant to be. The moral of this story ultimately is pay attention to girls who stare at you from the corner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because they could be just what you're missing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's really cute. And that's 
that's it, guys. The movie's over. Goodbye. I'm just kidding. No. But, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think we are both of the same opinion. That this is not our favorite movie. Yeah, no, it's not. But I think that what this story lacks, what this film lacks in narrative, it makes up for in visualization. You know I what com- I mean? I completely agree. Because, like, as much as, uh, you know, a stale narrative as it is, it's just so much fun to watch. I know. Because you know all of the effort that went into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, are you going to get choked up again? I'm nervous thinking about this production. Here's something that might... And it happened 26 years ago. Well, I mean, you make those dolls and then maybe you have a chance to reuse them again. Here's another little piece of trivia. This is something I've always wondered about, but never had any confirmation on. The Jack puppet was reused in James and the Giant Peach. No way. When they go underwater to get the compass and the pirates that are down there. Uh Uh-huh. He's the pirate that Centipede, (gasps) yeah. Oh my God. He's the pirate that Centipede pulls the uh, compass away from. Oh my God, Andrew. (laughs) I like totally didn't know that. This is one of those films that was made before a time when everything was on a computer, you know? Yeah. And so the idea of bringing a project like this to fruition, Ross has already had several small panic attacks about it during this recording. I just cannot believe that you're able to crank something out like that. But Tim Burton has proven to us that he will do whatever he wants. (laughs) (laughs) Not not whatever it takes, whatever he wants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of glad that the listeners picked this one, to be honest. Yeah, I'm glad that it's out of the way now. Oh, stop it. I'm sorry, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. We knew it would be covered. Well, I think I have a way to make it up to you. Oh, you do? Because I've decided, just this moment, because we forgot to talk about it before we started this, for our second show in November, we're going to do the runner-up choice from the Twitter poll. Which was? The Stepford Wives. Yay! Stepford Wives! Yay! Okay. Yeah, see, you brightened up. See, I had quite recently seen this film for the first time, and I cannot believe that I'd never seen it before. Oh, that's right. This is going to be the first movie we cover that I grew up with, but you didn't grow up with. Ooh. It's going to change up the dynamic a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. So are you excited? I am excited. Are you ready to talk about Glenn Close doing some of the most ridiculous acting you've ever seen? It gobsmacks me. It really does. I do not understand the amount of money that had to have been paid to get these critically acclaimed actors to behave this way. (laughs) It's absolutely absurd. Nicole Kidman? Matthew Broderick. Bette Midler? Who knew Bette Midler would be back so soon? Christopher Walken. Christopher fucking Walken! So remember, guys, we're doing an abbreviated schedule this month. So next week is going to be our off week, and the next week we're coming back with the Stepford Wives. Oh boy. I think it's a good Thanksgiving time choice, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I think that'll be good. Lots of themes of family and all that stuff. And bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it is based off a horror movie from the 70s. Hey. So in a way... We're keeping the ball rolling from Halloween. (laughs) 
So we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Please enjoy your holiday times. For those of you dealing with seasonal depression, I feel you. Yeah, I see you. Yeah. We love you. We love you. We know it's cold. Yeah. We and know it's dark. And it's going to be months yeah. before there's life again. But we're going to be here for you. We're going to have a lot of fun with Stepford Wives. Yes, we are. In the interim, don't forget to go follow us on Twitter. Please, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. I'm talking P-L-E-A-S-E, please. <laughs> Here's the thing about Apple Podcasts, guys. Every time someone leaves us a review, it increases the likelihood that we'll show up in the recommended section. Uh-huh. So we can grow an audience that way. Yeah. And we want as many people as possible to get in on this watch party. Hit play. <laughs> Play. Hit play. Hit play. Go to Apple Podcasts, search us, and hit play. That's okay. all you gotta do. So please reach out to us. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. We might even give you a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry mom. mom. Got the news. Got the news. Got the news. Got the news.